When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Today, we have Annie Evans, the founder of Dream Ventures, We're going to not only hear all about what Dream Ventures does, but we're going to hear and learn all about SPVs, which is a special purpose vehicle and why they are so instrumental and powerful in building your own net worth. Hi, Annie. Hello. So thrilled to be here with you. Thanks. I, I'm so happy to have you. It's been a while. Um, we've been trying to schedule this and, you know, summer is crazy. So thank you so much for being on. I'm really excited um, because this is a topic that we talk about a lot in taking care of lady business and in the justice department about like investing and how you can invest, in, especially when you feel like you don't have enough money to invest, but you're going to give us the solution to it all, aren't you? Absolutely. Okay, so let's start telling us what Dream Ventures is and how you started it and why all the things. Absolutely. Um, so I started Dream Ventures as a side hustle in 2016 out of the wing. Um, I was coming off of a startup with Hannah Bronfman. We raised a successful seed round. And this was the time where it was the OG location in Flatiron, where it was a hundred members of the wing. I'm sure you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally forgot about that spot. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. And everybody was just chatting around the water cooler about, you know, wanting to build something, needing to scale the company, wanting to raise capital, but not knowing exactly how to go about it. And I found fundraising incredibly challenging and overwhelming and difficult. And so um, because I had raised a successful seed round and finally gotten in a groove with fundraising, I wanted to help other women sort of demystify the process and just really chat through, are you ready to go pitch a VC or does it make more sense to do a smaller angel round, you know, with a few people to test uh, the product market fit before you just go out with a pretty deck and start trying to raise $3 million, which for a while, especially in 2016, that was very common. A deck and a dream. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and what was that company? So that was dream ventures, but it was literally 
I charged a hundred dollars to sit there with you for an hour and map out a strategy on a napkin of how to get this money. But the one with Hannah, that was that company. Oh, so that was beautified. It was an app. It was open table for beauty. So helping people book uh, beauty and wellness services. Right. Exactly. What happened to it? A good old founder fallout. So her and I had another partner and it was a guy. Her and I wanted to kind of grow the company in one way and he adamantly disagreed with the approach. And so it crumbled. Yeah. I mean, it goes to show you like, that's one of another thing, a topic that we talk about all the time is like founders, you know, so many, like I'll be on one of my many, like a mom or women, like kind of, you know, networking things could be like a, Hey mama, are we, or whatever. And I'll be like, does anybody have like um, a template for a co-founder? I was like, no, 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 This is a marriage. Okay. You need to discuss everything where the kids are going to school, you know, to like, so it is. And the, the thing is what people don't understand when they get into a co-founder relationship, so many things matter, right? It is the direction of the company. Are you going to raise money? What are you going to do after your five years, 10 years? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to build it into an Estee Lauder? You know, it's its own company. Are you going to sell it to somebody else? But the other thing is also if you're getting married and divorced, like those things have implications too, you know? So it's not only like, you know, I'm, I'm in disagreement with my co-founder, but like all your life changes, like, you know, go into it. So, I mean, you guys raised some real money in this situation, right? Yeah, we did. We had major NEA led our rounds. Um, I think crazy. they're, yeah, they're one of the largest billion yeah. dollar VCs. And even with them behind us, we were not able to get control of the company back because we had a terrible operating agreement. To your point, we didn't go through all of those things that you just listed that are so important in the early days when everyone's really excited and friendly, you know, to map those yeah. things out. One of the biggest things that I tell founders now is when there's a difficult decision as you're going through the journey, how are you going to decide? You know, is it going to be your board? Is it going to be, you know, the person that's got more equity? But you got to chat through those things because more often than not, I hear about co-founders not working out than working out. It's usually... Well, yeah, those are the stories you're going to hear, right? It's like, you know, the things that don't work. And then another thing, and then we'll get to, then we'll get to the inventions, but there's, you're reminding me of other kind of things from your story, which are so helpful to hear is that you had to pay your attorneys for that money, like so much money in that seed round, right? It was a crazy, like something like $250,000 or something like that, which you do not have to pay to get money. It's like, there's plenty of attorneys that are totally capable that can do a seed round for 15 to $20,000. And wasn't your amount like 250 or something like that? We paid a lot of money. That amount was to try and get the company back through arbitration for six months. That was the quarter of a million. And we still didn't get the company back. That was definitely not a high point in life. For sure. No, and I don't want to point out saying that you you guys made a mistake and it's like not a high point in life, but like these are all things that we're told all the time, like, oh, you gotta hire this person and this is the hot new whatever. And 
or not, um, you know, do an operating agreement or not talk about these things. And they matter so much, you know, like the smallest thing that you think that, oh, well, it's too expensive. I can't really afford that. It's like, no, then you need to do it, you know? Um, but you have then, you know, you learn from your mistakes, right? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's successful has one of these stories and you went, okay, now I'm giving people this advice, you know, with a deck and Dream Ventures was started. And what was the whole purpose? Why did you want to do this? I am very passionate about helping women bring incredible ideas to life and build companies. That's like my purpose in life is to, when I hear somebody that has an idea that's going to change the world, I just want to get behind them and do everything I can to help power it forward. Anything you yeah. do, any connections. And um, I just love helping awesome people build incredible companies. So how does it work? So if you're an awesome person who has an incredible idea, what do they do? So first step is we create a roadmap. So what's the the big picture vision and kind of mapping out a roadmap of how to get there. And it could be something as simple as, you know, starting with an iFund women campaign. I think that's a, you know, a direction that I, I encourage people to at least try to just get that little bit of capital and just start testing and seeing, you know, if it resonates. Right. So just to put a pin in that, I fund women. Karen Kahn was actually one of our first interviews. Say a little bit what I fund women is and, and why you're so passionate about it. So I fund women is a platform to fund women entrepreneurs. It is a crowdfunding um, platform. So you can start a campaign on there and I actually did one myself for Dream Ventures and I raised 50K in a month from 250 backers. So it's a great way to, it's like Kickstarter for female companies. Right, right. So that's a great way to get, it's also a great marketing tool, right? I mean, how does they like send out emails and they, so people are like, okay, what is this? Yeah. It's an amazing, I mean, all of the, the backers have since, you know, even turned into bigger customers for me that maybe did a hundred dollar, um, reward for my campaign, but then ended up working together in a bigger consulting capacity. So I think anyone that it is truly, if you have a product, it's your acquiring customers or like a Kate from Luminary, she raised 350,000 on there in a month. And sold memberships for Luminary, which I thought was absolutely genius. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then um, you go to iPhone Women, you raise a little money, and then Dream Ventures is the next step. How does that work? So it was always a side hustle for me. And then during COVID, I was working with Alexander Wilson, who started Guilt and Glam Squad. We were working for a pharma company that brought me on to essentially, they were trying to create beautified underneath Allergan. They wanted to get in front of millennials. And so they brought me in because I had already had experience with creating a beauty and wellness booking app. They wanted to help people not only book beauty and wellness, but also medical aesthetics and essentially Botox and other things like that to help sell their products. And so during COVID, Allergan got acquired by a larger pharma company. Alexandra and I and others were laid off and we were given severance packages. They were very generous because it was a billion dollar pharma company. So it allowed me to 
do a ton of angel investing and focus on dream ventures full time. And so tell us like about dream ventures and what exactly like um, what you're doing right now, like the SPVs and, you know, um, and how you kind of decide who you're going to work with. 100%. So the three things that we do are number one, early stage founders, we have the Dream Ventures Accelerator. It's a seven-week program where they get prepped, they learn how to pitch, they learn how to close. And the second thing we do that you mentioned is the SPVs. So we have a network of 500 women that are C-level executive women, work in corporate. They want to be angel investors and help back companies they believe in. Founders, operators, and then we actually have some partners at VC funds that want to invest, but can invest in it's outside of what their fund invests in. So this is a way for them to be able to be part of companies that isn't a fit for their fund. So we've got 500 women. We put together these SPVs, which are just essentially syndicates. So it's a group of people that come together to do, they can do anywhere from $2,500 to $25,000, put everyone together. And then we take that lump sum, which typically is around, I would say a quarter of a million. We've, our largest SPV we've done was for 2 million. And then we wire the founder one lump sum. And it's amazing for the founder because it keeps their cap tables super clean. Yet they have this community of rock star founders, operators, C-level execs that are behind them as their tribe, as they are going through the journey. Right. And so how do you determine who you want to work with? Like what kind of companies? So our general, so we've got 24 in our portfolio right now. And the general common thesis are companies that are changing the world in some way. So it's a more sustainable way. It's better ingredients. It's less toxic. It's better for the planet in an energy way. So something sort of like, we're not going to back a company that's, you know, a bunch of plastic going in the ocean kind of a thing. Right. Even if it's going to make us billions of dollars. So. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's like helping move the planet forward. Yeah, exactly. And so the S like an SPV and people like, you know, when, if women want to put in money, are there minimum amounts that you require or, and how do you guys make money? Can you explain those kind of dynamics? Absolutely. So the minimum check size varies and I like to have it be as accessible as possible. We have a ton of first time angel investors in our dream ventures community. So 30% of our angels, this was their first time angel investing. So I love being able to offer that $2,500 minimum check size so that somebody could just dip their toe in and learn about it, as well as let's say the minimum check size was 10,000, you know, you might do one angel investment a year. If you can come in at 2,500, maybe you'll do four a year and get to pick four companies. So love that. So I'll try to offer that as much as I can. And then in terms of how we make money, we structure it, which is the industry standard, 20% carry and 2% management fee, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, the standard for SPVs, but also the same exact structure of a VC. 
Right. So explain what that for people who have no idea what a carry is and yeah. like, can you go over all like what exactly that means? So you're setting up this new entity, right? It's usually it's a it's a corporation, right? Not an LLC. It is a actually, let's see, it is an LLC. Okay. So yeah. it's an LLC, um, a limited liability company, and then you set up this new entity. And so you find all these women and they are investing. Let's say they all invest. You have a, you know, a company gives you an allotment, right? Of like, let's say it's $250,000 to make it easy. Yep. Everyone's putting in $2,500. So, you know, you can do the math there. A hundred people put in $250,000 and then you put that money together and it's called, you know, Annie's, you know, investment in XYZ LLC, and it goes to the founder and the founder only sees it as this entity, not all these individuals asking individual questions. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just making, you know, I want to like, and then what, tell us what that, so out of that 250 Let's say it sells and you get $500,000 back, right? Yeah. So what is the carry and all that? How does that work financially? That's a great example. So if we do an SPV for $250,000 and it sells in the future and gets acquired um, and our dividend is $500,000, the person who organizes it for the SPV gets the 20% carry. So that would be $100,000. Yep. And the 400000 would be divvied up amongst all of the investors based on what they put in. Yeah. So it, that puts in $2,500 yeah. is going to get their increase, but somebody that did 25000 is going to make a bit more. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you said there's a carry and what was the other fee? 2% management fee. Okay. So how does that come off that? So that's what you get on the front end, which is awesome because these take a ton of work. Yeah. Um, to organize from start to finish. And so let's say you do um, an SPV for 500, then that would be $10,000 you would get on the front end. So it kind of is nice to get the upfront cash. You, when the SPV closes, um, the platform just wires you the money as the management fee. And so that's right. a good way to sustain. Well, because it costs money to start like you have costs, you have actual costs in forming an LLC and, you know, uh, in certain states, you have, there's like fees that you have to pay to the state, right? Yeah. Um, and becomes expensive. So that's a way to alleviate those costs, pay you for putting it all together because it is time and money. And even though it seems like it's just like emailing people, but it's like talking through and et cetera. So there is a lot of administration things that go into it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and doing it. So this is a great way. The whole point, you know, of this is like, you know, this is a great way for women who are like, I don't have $25,000 to put in or 50,000 or whatever it is. The minimums are, but if you, you do this route, then you can put in a much smaller amount and still have like a, a skin in the game. Um, when you talk about a platform though, are there certain companies that, that make it easy for you, right? Yes. So the number one platform, one of the largest um, is AngelList. The one that I use is called Assure. And there's a few others, Loon Creek Capital, Sidecar, and Allocation. So there's about five. 
I've been using Assure because they actually are one of the few that allow you to charge that management fee for organizers. Whereas AngelList, I realized after doing a few that they do a five-year management fee payout. So you've got to wait five years to get the money and they'll send it to you in increments Uh or to get it on the front end. And so you just sign up. It's like any other kind of software platform. You sign up and say, do they actually form the company for you too, the LLC? They do everything. So they set up the entity. They handle the taxes, the K-1s every year. They allow you to use the platform to click the button to invite the investor to sign the docs and wire. So they have their own separate fees that are usually around between, I would say, eight and $13,000. Yeah. So the management fee that I was talking about, that's just to the organizer, but there's also a whole right. set of other fees. So sometimes investors will definitely have pushback and say, this is a lot of fees yeah. to pay. But what I say to that is, this is a way for you to have access to the deal. If you don't want to do the minimum check size of 25,000 or 50, this is the way to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a way to like dip your toe into the investing pool and understand what it really means. But, you know, without, um, without really, you know, feeling like you have to put a mess, you know, a big, big chunk of money because, you know, 25,000 is a lot. And again, like all that you're doing, you have to think about it. Like if there's a hundred, like the example we were just talking about a hundred women, that is a lot of people to like reach out to and, you know, follow up with and, you know, all the back end kind of stuff. So of all these things you're doing. So tell us like some about some of the companies that you're investing in and what they're doing and like how we can fund them. Absolutely. Um, One of my favorite companies that is extremely uh, relevant for these times is Poppy Seed Health. Oh yeah. Simone, right? The founder? Simone Tate, complete rock star. So it is a, it is an app that supports pre and postpartum moms they do that from everything from helping with mental health, um, breastfeeding, um, and then loss support. So they're the only ones that I know that is a place to go for loss support. And they can connect somebody that's going through that within nine seconds to someone that specializes in a bereavement, a doula, and things like that. So um, they're also working on helping to be abortion advocates to adding that as something where they can help people that are trying to find some avenues there. Yeah. So um, I'm really, really proud to be backing them and supporting them. Um, Hannah Bronfman and I just led an SPV for them last month and we brought in 30 amazing women into the SPV for Mm $200,000 and they are women that are deep in uh, maternal health space, healthcare, insurance. So just great advocates for Simone as she goes on this journey. Yeah. Give us a few more examples of them. We, we want to like, we want to talk about all, uh, all the things that you should be looking up and yeah. buying and subscribing to, et cetera, because you're doing such amazing work. Thank you so much. Um, so let's see. Uh, I love uh, one of our Web3 companies, Mavion, that I know you're familiar yes, with. Yes, yes, yep, yeah. 
Then we've got a sustainable luxury fashion brand, Another Tomorrow, Public, the fintech company. Yeah. One really, really interesting one that we just invested in was Venus Aerospace. Yeah. Which is going to be a jet that is promising to take you from LA to Tokyo in one hour. That's going to be launching in 2030. So, yeah. and it's zero crazy, carbon. crazy right? Yeah. And they're promising zero carbon emissions. So it'll be yeah. better for the planet. Then we've got Moons, which is an amazing femcare brand that has a really sort of forward thinking. They want to change the conversation around getting your period, starting yeah. with girls. Yeah. Not making it such a like, ooh, you know, gross and taboo. We got to hide it, you know, all those things. Yeah. All amazing, um, amazing companies, all started by amazing people. I mean, the Venus one, the co-founder is a woman, right? That's why I was so excited because in the aerospace, you know, um, industry, it's there's so few women and she's incredible. So I was so proud to be able to help that I mean that, yeah, that's super interesting. I, that came through like in my emails, like four different ways, you know, people yeah. like talking about it. And I know when um, I took the kids to DC in, I think on their spring break or something or winter break. And we went to their, it's like their future museum or whatever. And they had the hyperloop. And I was like, this is insane. Like we can go from like underground from X to Z and like 30 minutes. It would take like hours to drive or fly. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Amazing. This is awesome. So thank you so much for all of this because, you know, there are mingles like making women rich so we can have power and equal power, you know, because we have 32% of, you know, the wealth and we're over 50% of the population. So this is a great way to be able to invest in female founded companies, companies that want to change the future, you know, and like combined with all the other amazing things that people are doing. It's like, you know, it helps you like, like I said, like dip your toe in or, you know, be, have skin in the game, et cetera. And look, you know, it's like these turnaround times could be long, you know, for you as a company, right? It's like, you know, you don't know if you have to wait five years or everything could go away or, you know, whatever, but like, just getting all these names out there and putting them in front of women and having that opportunity to like, you've done all the research. You're like, I'm going to get behind this. This is an amazing um, thing. So thank you so much for doing it and B for being on the pod. But you know, one last question I ask everybody before I let anybody go is because we all have had a lot of it as women. What is the worst advice that you've ever received? Worst advice I've ever received. Um, there's been a few. I would say the first thing that comes to mind would be um, with our tech startup, we were given advice not to partner with the software companies that would help the booking process because of the fact that they might be potential acquirers. You know, the advice was they they shouldn't know how small you are. Looking back, if we would have done those API integrations with the software companies we would have been able to scale so much faster and had less friction on the booking side of it. Um, you know, if you think about something like open table, the reason that it's so frictionless is that they've got everybody on the open table yeah. software. So that's something that I, you know, that business advice of don't partner 
because they might buy you. Um, I really, I think about it a lot. Really? What was that? I mean, that was the reasoning, like, don't let them know what you're doing because they might a steal it or was that it? I mean, the advice was if you, if you do the I integration and you tap into the software, they're going to be able to see the volume of transactions. Yeah. So let's keep just doing more of a, um, it was actually like you would request an appointment and then you had to wait to like find out if you've got, you know, your blowout yeah. or your manicure. And so it was clunky for the, for the user. Yeah. So I wish we would have done those deals with the software companies to be able to scale faster. Yeah. That's, it's funny. It's a question I get quite a bit. Like if I put my idea out there, somebody might steal it. I was like, yeah, they might. It's an idea. You know what I mean? But you just got to be better and faster. And you know what? It takes a lot of work for somebody to stop what they're doing on a day-to-day basis that they know, because we're all creatures of habit. We are to be like, I'm going to start the competing thing. Like they have to do all the research. They have to do the deck now. They've got to put the resources and the money and hire. That takes a lot of time. So you cannot not do something waiting because somebody might steal your idea. Yeah, they might steal your idea. Okay. It's not, you know, it's an idea. It's not, there's no intellectual property in that, but just be the best and fastest and do it first. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree more. Yeah. Great. That's a good one. That's a first actually. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all of this, Annie. So tell me, um, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to know more about you or invest or become a part of the network for SPVs. Absolutely. So, um, they can reach us at dreamventures.co or um, just at Annie at dreamventures.co. And I would love to hear from anybody. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode of taking care of lady business. Um, Everyone. Thank you for listening until next time. I'm Jennifer justice.